Welcome to the Wanna Grab Coffee podcast. In our first ever episode recorded as a group, Charles, Igor, and I discuss the importance of taking a break. We talk about the tricks our brain plays on us as we think what we are doing in this moment is too important to put down and some of the motivations behind such thinking. We also cover some of the physical, emotional, and relational health impacts around deferring intentional downtime. And finally, we share some practical tips for leaders and individual contributors around how to take a break, even on a busy schedule. What's up, guys? We're live. Hey. Howdy. Do, do you want to hum our song no. intro? No. no? Okay. All but right. I do have a very important question. Mm-hmm. Igor. Yeah. How are you and what are you drinking? Uh, I am, I'm distracted, really. Um, you know, got this big project that's uh, has a pending deadline this Friday, but I want to take some time out with my friends and, and chat with you today. So that's going to energize me to actually get that project done in a better way. And what I'm drinking today is, um, well, I'm mostly done, but it's, the, it's a shot of espresso. Always comes out perfect. No user error. And, uh, you know, getting me caffeinated. Awesome. Charles, how are you and what are you drinking? I am uh, quite tired, actually. Um, haven't been sleeping well the past couple of nights. Um, had a big uh, sales meeting earlier today that uh, always kind of gets me on edge. And I love coffee, but I can only drink a little bit of coffee in the morning. Otherwise, I can't sleep. And so right now, I've got a little corksicle tumbler full of ice water. So that's what I'm awesome. drinking right now. But this morning, it was just drip, drip coffee, community coffee um in a you know one of those drip coffee makers how about you robert great yeah i'm i'm doing well similar to igor i have uh under the gun to get this project done so i will be glad when that's all wrapped up at the end of the week and kids have started full in school and so now i'm a homeschooler in addition to my full-time job which is always fun and i'm drinking la colombe coffee uh, cold brew mocha. You'll recognize the can because this is uh, a frequent choice of mine when we're actually together drinking coffee uh, by the office. And so I ordered a few to, and stocked up on them ahead of the quarantine, which was a good choice. And so I'm just uh, burning those down. Yeah, let's uh, on- walk, walk over to the Whole Foods. Yep, Whole Foods and then Foxtrot has it as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I break these out on special occasions and, and this is one of them. Well, I've got one of those uh, uh, like single hand press espresso shot things. I don't know if y'all have seen that before. Mm. Like you, could, you could put the ground in there and then you just pour the water through the top and you, you press it down and it, it, it makes a single espresso. Um, that's what I was planning to do. And then I just ran out of time. So sorry, guys. Hey, no worries. You might have to record some of these in the morning so Charles can actually drink the coffee he makes for the yeah. for the podcast. We know that for the next time now, for sure. <laughs> well, that's true. I think most times when I go uh, with Charles in the afternoon, he'll get like a green tea or, or something less caffeinated. Or decaf. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Well, you ready to jump into the topic today? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So we're thinking, take a break. And 
we are several months into the quarantine now. We've all been working from home every day, been generally locked up inside the house with some combination of family members in and out, and read this really interesting article on Medium around these adaptive systems have, like like humans, have surge capacity to get through, to survive through a, a very short-term event. And this is sort of, we're sort of on edge in this crisis for months and months and months straight with really no reprieve. And that takes a toll over time. And I know that you know, if you look at our, our people on our teams, they're not taking PTO at nearly the rate that they were before. And I think that this initial rush of adrenaline that we've experienced when we see teams getting more velocity done when, they're, when, they're, when the lockdown first started, when everyone was working from home, that's starting to fade now. And we're getting into this more long-term burn that we as humans need to find a way to, to make sustainable on, on an individual and, and family level. And so that that's what I wanted to talk to you all about today. Uh, so any any thoughts on on that or taking time off or carving out time for self-care, things like that? Robert, you just you just came back from a vacation. I did. So, you know, we're and you, you say a couple months, it's actually over six months. You know, we went into lockdown mode on, I think, 314 or 315, something like that. I'm looking at my calendar now. It is 827. So we are, you know, probably a week past, uh, almost two weeks past our six-month time frame. You hadn't taken a break before that. That was just a couple of weeks ago, right? That was probably right at the six-month mark. And, you know, what what drove you to, to take a break and how did you get there? Yeah, good good question. So I I did the math. I looked back, and I hadn't taken any time off since December. Uh, and then I had tried to take a few days, and then up to a week off around July fourth. But just in the chaos of everything going on, didn't really feel like I could. Felt like there was stuff that needed to get done. Do you, do you think that was accurate, Robert? No, no, like and and you could have taken that time off, and it would have been fine. It would have been fine. And and I say that for two reasons. One, looking back to material time off I've taken in the past, uh, like when my kids were born, and that was uh, over a month that I took off, I think nine weeks when my son was born. And you think the stuff you do is so important. And the world just goes right on by without you. Everyone was fine. We're actually where we work. It, we've sort of adapted. We've evolved to handle people being out for long periods of time because we offer a sabbatical. And so we're really good at covering for one another. And so when I got back, I was really surprised that at how little I, I was needed during that, that time off, everybody just sort of adapted. And so that that's the, the data points I'm looking at is my experience and what I've, what I've observed covering for other people and, you know, thinking through the week that I actually took off this big project that we're working on, uh, that that was when the whole thing kicked off. And I pushed my my vacation last time for something that was by definition less important. And so, yeah, there are other capable people around me who can handle things as good as or better than I can. And so really all I did was hurt my 
individual well-being and productivity uh, and stress levels because I I certainly could have taken that time off. And and what I did differently, which I think is probably what you'd ask next, is basically just told the people around me, hey, I already pushed my vacation once. It's been six months. I really, I need to take a break. And I got a lot of support around, hey, we'll cover for you. Let's get these people involved on this thing. And and it's all come together without me. And so it, I think a lot of times our either FOMO or or pride or whatever you want to call it gets in the way of of taking care of yourself because you think that what you're doing is so important, but other people around you can can certainly do it as well. What what did you end up doing, Robert? Because I think that's that's the thing that that I've been struggling with the most because I connect taking chunks of time off from work with traveling. And I know I know you can travel, but yeah, you know, I think if we're being honest, you know, our ability to do that's pretty restricted in in certain regards. Um, and so you know that's been a big hang up for me. What what did you end up doing? Yeah, how do, so, how do you feel about that? Do you connect sort of chunks of time off with with travel? Yeah, my my preference is to definitely try to wrap an experience within a chunk of time off. In this case, though, we didn't go anywhere. We we stayed close to home. We interact fairly regularly with my wife's parents, and so we're we're trying to be extra careful uh, around our exposure, things like that. And so we stayed at home, worked with Amelia on riding bikes, uh, exercised every day, uh, started reading a book. I got about halfway through. Uh, worked on some homeschool prep with Amelia as well, played outside, went on walks. And so it was definitely leisure time, if you want to think of it like that. I I did things I wanted to do. I was more active. And some some things were uh you know work around the house, that kind of stuff, but but really it was not work related. I wasn't sitting at this chair in front of my computer and Ultimately, I, I got a lot more freedom and control over what I did for the day. And that was that was relaxing. I felt really unplugged around Wednesday. Charles, have you taken any any kind of chunks of time off uh, since March? Yeah, I, uh, I have actually a couple of chunks. It's all around schooling with the kids. So I think end of May, early June, I was off for a week, you know, summer vacation. And, um, then I had another week off before summer vacation ended and the kids went back to school. So I've had, I've had two, I think one week chunks since March. And, um, yeah, I typically associate vacation with travel because I I think that's when that's what I would prefer to do with my free time is to immerse myself in some other location, some other city, some other culture. Um, and it was hard cause the first week, uh, well, both, both of those weeks of vacation, uh, were just here, just, uh, at my place with the kids and the first chunk at the beginning of the summer was actually really nice. Just kind of settling into a daily routine, make coffee first thing in the morning and, uh, make breakfast for the kids and plan out the day with them. Um, the second chunk 
was mostly that, but we took a day trip to a drive-through safari in East Texas, which was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was nice to get out of the city, you know, in a safe bubble that is my my car. And um, boy, just changing scenery in the environment in that way did wonders for uh, disconnecting. I think it's a lot it's easier to disconnect if you get on an airplane and you fly 12 hours to the other side of the world. Um, much, much harder to do when you've got a staycation. And I think that's a lot of what people are struggling with when taking vacations. It's like, well, if I can't travel around the world, I won't. Because if I, if I just stay home and do a staycation, there's nothing stopping me from staying plugged in and checking email and responding and um you know robert as you were talking about taking time off i was thinking about maslow's hierarchy of needs which we talked about last time and uh that that might be useful to help explain why so many people have a hard time taking time off like it's uh you know it's like a luxury it's a leisure thing when you're not in crisis. Now it's more of a necessity, right? And and um, I don't think people um, are able to recognize that and just take the time off that they need. And that's why that's why we're all on the boat that we are in, where we're we're out of that. What what did you call it, Robert? Um, surge capacity is gone. Yep. Yeah, it's like every every week at the end of the week, I'm exhausted. Like I'm ready for the weekend to start and I'm able to disconnect over the weekend. But then the next week is just like, it's a sprint to the end of the day on Friday again. And uh, that is very hard to maintain without some deliberate um, focus on self-care. And uh, yeah, anyway, very, yeah. very important topic, I think. And and just a quick shout out to Tara Hale. I hope you, I got your last name right. So that was from an article that I saw on Medium uh, that she wrote on August 17th and uh, really resonated with me because there was a lot of similarities in dealing with kids and dealing with this just constant burn uh, and then why it why it feels different going through a pandemic, going through a crisis than it does maybe in, in, a, in a time where you had just have a busy month or something like that. So we'll put the link in the show notes for sure. Uh, but it really helped sort of open things up for me. You know, Igor, I don't, I don't think we asked you if you took time off. Um, I want to let you answer that too. And maybe you can think about this question as well, because I'm curious if you all have um, talking to folks on your team and convinced people to take vacation or time off. Um, and if so, what, what was that like? But Igor, I'll, I'll let you talk about your time off if you've taken any. Yeah, well, I think in connection to that, I'm just going to say that I feel like a total phony because I have definitely talked to everyone on my team and probably several times at this point about taking time for themselves and and and, and kind of doing that, you know, chunk of relaxation. And I definitely have not done that myself. Right. Um, so I, I don't think I've even taken a day off since, um, 
since COVID started. So I've just kind of been, you know, working pretty, pretty steady state. And, um, I really associate taking a vacation with, with traveling, uh, probably to almost like an unhealthy amount because anytime I take any time off, even if it's a couple of extra days, I'm taking a road trip somewhere, right? Even if I'm not like, you know, doing some grandiose trip overseas or anything like that, you know, I'll, I'll go down to Austin or Houston or something like that and spend a couple, couple of nights in a hotel and go to a concert or something like that. And it's, so it's been really hard to put myself into a mode where I can think about taking time off because then I'm like, man, what a waste. I'm going to use up this, this time, but I'm not going to do the thing that I usually do. And the perspective that you brought forward, Charles, I think is really impactful for me. You know, it's, we should be taking time off for a, for a different why and, and a different reason. And that reason is probably one or two rungs lower on the pyramid, the Maslow's hierarchy, right? And and I haven't been able to like break through. And really, until you just said it, I haven't thought about it that way, right? But as, as soon as those words came out of your mouth, I was like, oh, we're we're meant to take time off for a different reason now. And it's okay, right, that we're not becoming uh, more exposed or more cultured or uh, adding a new experience to our belt or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's okay if it's just getting up in the morning and making your bed and being leisurely about, you know, making a cup of coffee for yourself and then, you know, going for a walk or for a bike ride and, and just doing that for yourself rather than walking over to your computer desk and, uh, you know, turning on zoom and, Slack and everything else that we turn on and, uh, and maybe doing that for somebody else. So you, you felt this resistance around taking time off because you couldn't couple it with travel. Do you also feel a sort of gravitational pull or an anxiety around taking time off because of how busy things are because of what needs to get done? Do you feel like you could, or is it just the travel? Uh, you know, I had, I had a couple of days that were scheduled off, um, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day, right? That's sort of the holiday that's passed, right? So we had Memorial Day. I had a couple of days that were scheduled sort of attached to Memorial Day weekend. And um, I ended up clawing those back. And partly because I felt that I needed to be present to get some other thing kind of across the line. But much in the same way that I think that wasn't true for you, it wasn't true for me, right? Like I probably could have passed that off and, and somebody else could have covered for me and it would have gotten done, you know, to the same quality or better. Um, and you said something interesting. It was like this idea of pride. And I think partly it was pride that prevented me from, from doing that. And so, um, but I definitely feel like I can take uh, time off. Like, I don't feel I could take time off today and tomorrow, right? Because we do have a deadline and <laughs> it's probably too quick of a turnaround for me to transfer ownership of, of that thing to somebody else. But, um, you know, I've got, I've got time scheduled now on the other side of uh, Labor Day. So the week of the 7th, 
And um, so I'm definitely going to take that time. I'd, I'd like to unpack the pride piece a little bit um, because as leaders, there's I think there's something important there to tease out because um, both of what you said, both of you said things that resonate with me. And I think if I tried to look at the resistance that I've had to taking time off in the past six months, but even in general, you know, just, uh, just in general, I think I would say, yeah, it, it did come from a place of pride. Um, and, and I think the, um, the pride piece was really around, um, and ego too. That's what you were talking about, Robert. I think it's pride in thinking that I have to do this. And if I don't, I will be judged and I will be seen as a not valuable member of the team and not contributing. Um, and, you know, I'm supposed to work hard and work through these things and not complain about it. But ego is actually quite interesting because what that implies by me saying, hey, no, I'm not going to take time off. I am going to stick through this to see it through to the end. It kind of assumes that um, that I think I can um, save the day. I can fix all the problems. You know, I can, I can, it's, it's all on me to do and I can rise to the occasion <laughs> and by me canceling my vacation for for example it's um it's going to make everything go away it's like wow that's that's a pretty big ego because we we don't as leaders we don't deal with very simple problems and that's just not that's just not true <laughs> so so I think y'all have helped me realize that um ego has gotten into the way in a really kind of innocuous way from me taking vacation and it's actually quite humbling, you know, when you step away and you see things come out better than they may have if you stuck around. You know, Igor, you were talking about that. And that's uh, that's a good reminder that as leaders, we've got to keep our ego in check. And that that plays into, you know, taking time off. So thanks for that, guys. And And also on that note, too, there's certainly a ripple effect with the team, I, I, I want to spend some time on that as well before we, we end is you set an example, people watch you around what to do, especially in a time where there's a lot of unknown and uncertainty. And so if, if you are constantly working late, if you are constantly ignoring your family, ignoring your health, if you're pushing back and canceling your vacation, others are going to look at that and, and assume that that's what you expect from them. And there, you could create a situation through your actions of uh, a perceived lack of safety around creating healthy boundaries between work and life if you don't model that yourself. And so I think it, it's really important that we're signaling, we're projecting the right thing to do, the healthy thing to do as leaders from a people-centric side of the equation so that we can move forward together and get through this together. And we're not losing troops along the way because they get burned out and have a health episode 
or have an, have an anxious episode, something like that. And so all the more reason, if, if you can't, if you can't get over the, I have to do this because it's so important to me. And, and you could say that a lot of that stems from professionalism, even if it is ego and pride, you want to do the right thing. You want to show up when you're needed. So a lot of that can be masked. But if you look at it from a, hey, I have to do this, this is an expectation of me as a leader to set an example for the team to follow, I think that will help unlock in people's mind, hey, this is a, not only is this an okay thing to do, it should be a mandatory thing to do. Put your mask on first, right? So that you can help others around you get theirs on. Mm. <laughs> that takes on a whole new meaning in a, <laughs> in a COVID era. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's you know, true, Robert. <laughs> I I didn't schedule my vacation until you came back from yours. And and whether it was conscious or subconscious, um, I think you taking that break was instrumental in me um, scheduling that time off and knowing that this time I'm going to be quite firm about about taking it. Right. So there's there's a lot of truth in in what you said and modeling that behavior. And that's why I said, I, I really feel like a phony when I talk to my team about them taking time off and then I haven't done it. And so probably the best thing I can do for my team, uh, is take some time off myself and just show them, right. Not just, not just tell them. So hey, I, Igor, I that from you on, on that, on that note, when you talk to your team, do you share with them that you haven't take time off, taken time off? I do. Yeah. See, I, I think, I think I knew the answer, but I wanted to, to double check. That's, um, you know, that vulnerability I think is really, uh, you know, talk about the human side of, of leadership. Um, that vulnerability I think is, is really impactful too. So I appreciate you sharing that with us here, um, in a public forum, but I also appreciate you sharing that with your team. Right, because it it's uh, I would say you're not a phony. That just makes you human, right? But the fact that you're willing to open up and share share that with others, I think, goes a long way in setting that example that that Robert was talking about and trying to model healthy behavior. Um, you know, we shouldn't beat ourselves up, right? We are human. We make mistakes, and um, it's uh, it's great when you've got a safe environment to share those things. And it kind of brings us all close together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, so uh, I'd like to close with a question for Charles and a question for Igor, if that's all right with you guys. Sure. Mm -hmm. So Charles, what is one actionable thing if you're a leader and you're listening to this podcast, what's one thing you could do today to help move forward this idea of taking time off, of recharging, of a sustainable a more sustainable journey through this crisis. And then Igor on, on your side, put yourself in the mind of an individual contributor. And if, if you're, if you're not a leader at this point and you're, you're a, a team member, what's something that you can do practical tactical today to push this forward as well. So Charles from the leadership perspective, Igor from the individual contributor perspective. Yeah, this, um, this came from me talking to a, a, team member earlier on in the summertime, I, I think the, the very tactical, actionable advice would be open up your calendar, um, go 
at least two weeks into the future, block off a Monday um, and tell your team that you're going to be out. And the two weeks into the future is very deliberate um, because um, especially in crisis mode, people are so show, so focused on one week out at a time. Two weeks out gives you enough wiggle room to try to block something off. Um, Monday is very deliberate too. A lot of people think about extending their weekend by taking a Friday. Um, but I think, I think Monday sends a different signal both internally to yourself and to your team. And then sharing with your team, I think, adds an element of accountability. But if you tell people what you're going to do, you're going to be more apt to follow through because you would be going back on your word. And so that that's what I would do. Two weeks into the future at a minimum, block off a Monday and tell your team. Thank you, Charles. Igor? Yeah, I mean, is it weird that I would tell the individual contributor to do the exact same thing? I mean, no, like that's... I was, I was actually hoping that you would. <laughs> I, th- I think the answer to me is, is the same and and uh, I would be really glad to see it and, and maybe a, a couple of days, right? Maybe take a four or five day weekend and um, and I, I gave this advice to a good friend of mine very recently. Do something that's nourishing for yourself, right? Because you 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 nourish your team, you nourish your family, you know, do something for yourself. For some people, that might be a massage, you know, which I don't know if that's a, you know, if that's happening nowadays, but, um, you know, something that's available and, uh, and appropriate and yeah, sort of reward yourself, right? Use that time to take off, but then also give yourself, um, a little bit of a reward. Yeah. I love it. And then double down on the communication here say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is when you could get into the reasons or not, but make sure that everyone around you knows when you're going to be out. The earlier you say something that the smoother, the easier things could go. So yeah, great advice. Thanks guys. It was great having coffee with you virtually. Thanks. Uh, pretty, pretty stoked. Awesome. We'll talk soon. Bye, Have guys. a good one. Cool. See ya.